0: What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why well, do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. How, 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 how dare you! I don't know why you're clapping, I'm talking about you. How dare you! Make war! Go to the manual! How dare you! What do you got for me?
1: Not going to answer the question until you ask it correctly.
0: Welcome to the Reformatory, a podcast where we explore, discuss, and violently confront one another on all things theological, practical, and ecumenical. I'm Pastor Corey from King's Cross Church in Kirkland, Washington.
1: I'm dying. <laughs> and I'm Josh Loftus, member at King's Cross Church. In- Kirkland, Washington, and Dan- Daniel. Ha- happy, happy! Call your do- your doctor day.
0: Call <laughs> oh my doc. Call my doctor day,
1: dude. In a world where cage stagers rule the universe,
0: dude. One man call your doctor.
1: So yeah, it's it's call your doctor day, which is interesting. It's also National Strawberry Rhubarb Pie Day.
0: Um, little known fact. Yes. It might be my favorite pie ever. Strawberry oh, there with blackberry. Oh so, yeah. Strawberry rhubarb. Strawberry is rhubarb. The
1: well, yes. it's good because you've got like the sweetness of the strawberries and then like the mm-hmm. sour tartness of the of the rhubarb. The only thing is, if the rhubarb is cut too thick, that ruins it for me. And if That'd it's not stringed.
0: Diced. Yeah. It
1: needs to be stringed, it needs to be finely diced. Yes. And then we're okay.
0: Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, um, rhubarb pie or rhubarb sauce on pancakes or waffles.
1: That's good stuff. Business. That is good stuff. I completely agree. Daniel, how are you doing, man? It's good to see you. We can actually see each other because we're, we're over Zoom.
0: We are Zooming.
1: We are Zoomers.
0: Uh, <laughs> as opposed to Boomers. <laughs> as
1: opposed to Boomers. Okay, Zoomer. All
0: right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm doing all right, man. It's uh, just kind of a rainy day here in Kirkland. Um, right. I love the rain had fun uh i went out to a uh like, like a, i don't even know we, we called it a drive-by which sounds like it's game related but it wasn't <laughs> you went out um, to a drive-by <laughs> yeah we the teachers from uh, the school that i teach at we all kind of like lined up and students and their families like drove by and we just like waved at them because we didn't get to say goodbye
1: so it was oh, like for the end of the school year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Really I thought cool. this
1: was just random and I'm like, well, that's not, that's it okay. I mean, I guess that's fine.
0: <laughs> You're like, um, that's called a protest. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were there signs that you were ticketing?
1: Yes, yeah, there were.
0: <laughs> I had one of those clapper things that made a lot of noise. Of
1: course you did.
0: Of um, course you did. But yeah, just and then uh, getting getting into church stuff this morning and there working on things. Um, church stuff. Fun fact. Yes. I hate, like, writing emails takes me forever. Like, so, l- literally, they take me the longest thing ever. And It, the, it does the r- seem really, like every
1: time I, like, Marco you or text you and I ask you, like, what you're up to, ha- at least half the time, it's, oh, I'm writing an
0: email. I'm writing emails. Yeah. But, like, the big ones that I pour, like, tons of time into, and I'm, like, making them, like, information – Sure. saturated
1: yes you're crafting an email
0: and you're, you're just like I want to answer every question I want to guide you by the hand so that when you show up in your car on Sunday for our parking lot service you are well prepared to worship the Lord without hindrance right people don't even read them do you know that like is that, is that a thing
1: yeah um, yeah people don't read emails but well here's the thing if I mean under, you read so, them right yeah totally totally every like if you were to every, put every a percentage
0: to the number like percentage of emails that i send like on the church mailer that you read like how many of them would you oh, i guess i, I could mean, get a mail and see
1: no 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 there's no reason to do that that's there's okay no, you really you really don't need to do that
0: you don't read that's my good. emails do you not not one no <laughs> no
1: <laughs> why not because how read emails. because because here's the thing i get all the information i need to know I talk to you multiple times a day on Marco Polo. I figure if there's something that I need to know, you're going to tell me there.
0: I don't because I, I write it in an email and I figure you read emails like a Dude, responsible nobody citizen. Nobody under
1: the age of 50 reads emails anymore.
0: I read emails. So, Daniel. Yeah.
1: We do have one person that
0: loves us right <laughs> now. Is it beard, beard oil? It's not is it beard it's oil. It's not
1: beard oil, but it's, I think it might be even better than beard oil. Dare I say, what is Reformation better? Reformation books. No, no, no. But what is better than beard oil? Puppies. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> correct. Dude, we have a very unique but awesome sponsor for like the next two or three weeks. It is Faithful Labradors. Oh. And this individual, Faithful Labradors, is selling pure bread. Pure bread, mind you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Chocolate labs. And yes. dude, they are the most adorable puppies I have ever seen in my life. Um we're dealing with Miss Lilac, Mr. Romaine, Miss Redvine, Mr. Sky Guy, Miss Buttercream, Mr. Dijon, Miss Is it fuchsia How do you fuchsia. say that color? Fuchsia? Okay. And my personal favorite, Mr. Orange.
0: Mr. Orange.
1: Oh dude, these puppies are adorable. So and what's awesome is that she Uh, So they're based in Eastern Washington. Um, So they're, they're a local, a local company, if you will. Um, And every year she does a giveaway for a pastor, a ministry giveaway. He will give you a pastor for free. (laughs) Freshly, freshly out of seminary. Dude, There's a lot of
0: 829 guys. That... Oh, Hey, Hey, now <laughs> it's funny. Cause it's true.
1: Um, yes. So every year they do a, a, pa- a pastor, a free dog for a pastor. So if you are in the Washington area, um, message faithful Labradors on Facebook or give them a call at five zero nine four eight six one 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 one. And you can enter your name or the name of your pastor. If you are in ministry, to be entered in for a free purebred chocolate lab. Uh, even if you don't win, they have them for sale as well. Uh, last I heard, they were getting reservations for dogs. So we're going to have these sponsors as long as there are dogs available. Um, but they have some males and they have some females left. Give them a call. Head on over to facebook.com uh, slash Faithful Labradors. Um, and look at these puppies, dude. They're on Instagram too. Like, it's one of my favorite Instagram pages right they're now. They're super cute.
0: But I saw a picture the other day of Nancy okay. Pelosi and Schumer, like rocking like the, the scarves and the colorful hats. Oh, doing with arms yeah. crossed, and they had they had masks on. And yeah. the caption said something to the effect of like, "Imagine showing this to yourself in 2019 with no explanation,
1: <laughs> no zero context. I don't dude, know what I would so- think." I saw that video of them like kneeling with like the African like like uh, shawls around them. I don't I don't know. There's a name called.
0: for them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So. I don't because I'm white. I don't know what it is. I, I retweeted <laughs> it with the with the gif of um the dude from Black the the dude T'challa. From, T'Challa. from Black Panther, just get <laughs> doing the uh, we don't do that here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when Bruce Banner's trying to be all weird and bowing down to him. Um, oh gotcha (laughs) yeah
0: it was pretty good nice dude people are are um pretty upset on a a lot of levels people be taking stuff serious people
1: yeah 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 in all i mean real talk people are and, and and here's the thing like there's a lot going on that requires a lot of seriousness for sure but just in general man like people uh people need to chill people need to listen people need to have some grace people need to uh just settle down just a little bit and have some conversations without yelling.
0: So, so let's talk about something besides COVID. Yes, and please. racism. Let's and... talk
1: about cage stagery.
0: <laughs> I feel like that fits in with the previous two that I just mentioned.
1: <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about today. I
0: feel like <laughs> I was just about to say, like, and. Like, let's not talk about COVID, racism, or the burning of Minneapolis. And then you're like, you know, cage cage stage. Uh, yeah. Burning Minneapolis, it reminds me of cage stage. Yeah, it does.
1: It does. They're oddly similar. Um, yeah, so I think this is honestly a topic that, you know how you get like, like re-upped on subscriptions, re-upped on um, like vaccines, if you do those kind of things. Um, those kind of things. Talking about cage stagery, cage stage Calvinism. I feel like it's something that is going to have to be re-upped on this podcast probably every couple months. (laughs) Just as a reminder, both to ourselves and to our listeners, y'all need to chill. Y'all need to chill.
0: So what what, what version of Cage Stagery do you want to uh, talk about today, man?
1: I think we should talk about...
0: Yeah, that's that, and that's a great question because there's a lot
1: of different ways the cage stage manifests itself. I think we should talk about theological um, superiority.
0: You want to talk about what I am to you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's suss that
1: out, Daniel. I feel, yeah. like, our, well, I feel like, like we we trust our audience enough. Let's have our audience be the the mediator in this. The meeting. arbiter. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Let's talk about how much better you are than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Theological, yeah. like, superiority?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically the, the thought or the belief that because you believe in a certain doctrine, anyone who does not subscribe to that doctrine either at all or perhaps subscribe to that doctrine in a, in, in a way that you do, is theologically and spiritually um Inembecile. in imbecile. In and yeah, sure <laughs> lesser. So there so uh, there, there's you.
0: I think there's two kind of um expressions that I see. So there's like the early cage stage where you're like you look at arminians and you're just like how do you not know?
1: Well, you look at um, you look like you, you look I, at arminians like, like an unreached people group.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah, sort of you to uh, quote a movie, you are like Hugh Jackman in the Arcosolium scene of *The Prestige*, where he's asking Christian Bale's character how he doesn't know what not he died, and he's like, "How do you not know?" That's what Calvinists are saying to our minions.
1: That is a deep cut movie reference, dude. Deep. That, that is real
0: deep cut. And then, so there's like that, but then yeah. there's also like the later cage stage or the second wave cage stage.
1: Which, which, which is still, it is a progressive, it is the first stage that has grown up. Is well, the, it is the first stage that, that, that is now an angry old man. Could be. <laughs> it starts well, off as like the young, angsty. Young well, no, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm not talking literal here, Daniel.
0: Oh, metaphorical.
1: This is, this is a I metaphorical. Thought you were taking a
0: swipe at boomers again.
1: No, I was not. No, this is metaphorical. Good gracious me continue
0: yeah so they i mean it would be like it could veer over to where you're so you're so calvinistic mm-hmm. that your criticism hasn't hasn't stopped at criticizing arminianism but your criticism extends to criticizing other calvinists because they're not calvinist enough sure and i've had lots of different versions of it um and i know some people don't think it's a real thing but hyper-Calvinism, uh, totally is a thing.
1: It is. Hyper-Calvinism is a thing, and I think it's thrown around a lot as a joke, um, and yeah, in some ways it's, it, is, it is one of those things that's, that's ridiculous enough to make a joke about, but it is a real thing. There are individuals that exist that claim to be Calvinists that believe in certain things that the hyper-Calvinist will actually believe in, one being prayer is not necessary, Um, Yeah.
0: Evangelism is not necessary. So I, I used to, I, well, I still know him, but uh, I used to hang out with a dude. um, And his, his whole thing was like, evangelism is totally useless. Mm, Like it's, it's an utter waste of time and anti-Calvinistic. Right. Um, Yeah. So I know sometimes we joke about that. Like we're like, you know, oh, like the guy who doesn't believe in evangelism. like, right. oh, oh, wait,
1: actually, that, that actually mean. that dude exists. And, and and what's interesting is that one of the most, at least at least that I have seen, one of the most common um, arguments or or attacks or critiques, if you will, against Calvinism from those who would subscribe to an Arminian theology is that well, Calvinists don't believe in evangelism because if God is sovereign, why evangelize? Or if God is sovereign, why pray? Um, and th- the reason that those are some of the main attacks that they have are because of people like this, yeah, <laughs> who actually believe that and propagate this idea that because if God is sovereign, anyone who prays or anyone who does evangelism or anyone who doesn't believe um, in a certain form of Calvinistic doctrine actually probably isn't saved and is probably not believing in a salvific gospel
0: yeah and so let's let's kind of flush that out a little bit with mm-hmm. there there may be some listeners who are going apart from the two examples that we've used of the don't pray don't evangelize they might be like really is, is this really a thing No, it is. it is so thing. maybe like let's flush out what, what does it look like um those first two examples i think help show it but there's other manifestations of what i would call hyper calvinism um and the one is the, the the you were just kind of alluding to it is to say that if someone is an Armenian they are de facto not saved because mm-hmm. they do not know the gospel. the gospel is it now you and I would agree with the late great um Charles Spurgeon that uh Calvinism is the gospel like that 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 is the glory of the gospel mm-hmm. unfolded in the scriptures um and that we love those truths, would would die for them. Right. Uh, um, think they're the most beautiful, glorious thing we've ever, ever come to understand. Yeah. But they would say that unless you understand them to the degree that I do, mm. uh, or to some other threshold, that you can't be saved. So they would look at Charles Wesley, who was an Armenian, mm-hmm. would say that he wasn't saved. Yeah. Even though... Calvinists who knew him, right, like George Whitfield, right, said that he was one of the most godly men that they'd ever met. Which I, I think that presupposes that, there, that he was saved.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think um, well, and you know, and you get a lot of critiques from the hi- well, not just the hyper Calvinist camp, Calvinist camp for sure against guys like uh, um, Billy Graham. Right, um, and because he was an Armin, he he wasn't theologically yeah. he wasn't theologically uh, reformed uh, really by any means. But you got guys like R.C. Sproul who says, you know, I'm not even going to be be able to see Billy Graham when I get to heaven. He's going to be so far closer to the throne than me. It's not even going to be funny, mm. you know. And like you have, it sets up a theological superiority in your Elitism. own head. Elitism. That's a better word. I like that. Theologically elite. Um, and that anyone who does not subscribe to this specific view and doctrine yeah. is outside of the camp
0: and needs to be yeah. called
1: out for heresy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they, uh, they throw that around. The other is that they want um, the, another element of cage stagery. And this, I think this would be probably the last one that I, I'd contribute to that list would be that it it must consume our conversations, Mm -hmm. our reading, our sermon listening, and our sermonizing. So the sermons we give or sermons we listen to, like everything must come back to that. Right. And so it's, now I'm I'm all for tracing those themes where they're found in scripture. Yeah. Um, But to try to read, calvinism into every text um well there's grave began, injustice to the text it actually oh, violates the hermeneutical principles that led you to calvinism in the first place
1: well well and it turns into blatant uh eisegesis very quickly because you, you were, saw jesus no i said <laughs> that is the word that is probably the greatest dad joke <laughs> you have ever made <laughs> and the, the worst thing is it's like a seminary slash dad slash pastor joke
0: yeah it, it, it all of the it points. worked on multiple levels and it
1: was horrible on every point <laughs> 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 eisegesis uh <laughs> putting our own interpretations and and our own thoughts and our uh, reading in description using a a lens or a filter by which to interpret scripture instead of allowing scripture to be the thing that interprets us and, 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 mm-hmm. and speaks into our life. So you end up, like you just said, looking at scripture through the lens of Calvinism. How does this scripture lead me to Calvinism instead mm-hmm. of uh, <laughs> where is this, what is, what, is, what is this pastor saying?
0: Because about no, about god and his character no, and about exactly, christ
1: exactly because god is more than calvinism guys the gospel is more than calvinism mm-hmm. scripture is more than calvinism and hyper calvinists will vehemently disagree with that they say calvinism mm-hmm. is everything
0: yeah am yeah, sorry it's not <laughs> it's it's really cool it's, it's really great.
1: good oh it's it yeah but it's not everything
0: yeah i think it's um so the the, the thing we're talking about, about elitism in this, in this little narrow field is it can be applied and is sadly applied to any topic you would like to. It basically is just pride. Um, and a lack of kindness working its way out on a certain issue. Right. And, um, and it can happen in anything. I mean, we can, we can be elitist in, you know, whether you are a Pepsi or a Coke guy, uh, or the car you drive or the computer you use or the, mm-hmm. you know, what, what the coffee you drink, although that has, there's truth to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you are a, you are a caffeine elitist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we can apply it to anything. And oh, sure. so I guess the, the warning to us is to not think that just because we are th- well any of this he maybe a little sneaks out just because we believe ourselves to be theologically correct, sure doesn't give license then to embrace an elitist way of thinking or acting or speaking or loving, and actually begins to and I think this is my my biggest grievance against it is it tears at the unity of the body of Christ,
1: yeah, yeah, I think there is. There are huge, huge consequences and lasting, devastating consequences that happen to your relationships in, with people that you are called to have unity with mm-hmm. in the church. And that unity isn't based upon their degree of knowledge or understanding of Calvinism. That unity is based upon the fact that you are unified in the blood of Christ. That's what mm-hmm. we're unified around. and. Just like you said, when we begin to uh, act in these ways and view others th- through this, the, the very first thing that is hit so hard is the unity that we're supposed to have. And then when that unity is gone, um, the entirety, the entire reason that we're called to be part of a community of believers just goes, it just, it just goes to shambles and we end up finding ourselves very quickly on an island of our own making alone, um, waving the flag that I, I own this island and I am right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> I think it's interesting to read like uh, church history, specifically in the first couple hundred years. The way that the early church viewed um, division or schism, they, they saw it as a, a step worse than heresy Right, Like for, for someone to needlessly divide, now, are, are there, are there things worth dividing over? Yeah, there are yeah. actually. Um, mm-hmm. But when we divide over things that we ought not to be divided over the, the early church from their theology of their union with Christ, that they were united to Christ and that every other Christian was united to Christ. And kind of what Paul says in, I think it's uh, Ephesians, you know, one body, one faith, one baptism one lord they saw it as a direct assault on the body of christ and and, and therefore worse than heresy yeah oh, and so yeah. just a
1: that's reminder to us
0: what's that <laughs> that's some perspective yeah i mean we, we want to we want to reserve the h word heresy for a very um specific group of offenses doctrinally. Like we don't we don't think if someone right. says like you know I'm I'm a little different than you on this, you know, like I'm pre-male, we're not be a heretic. Well, like, well, you know, uh, I'm mean, uh, we'll table that one for now. Yeah. But uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> well no, you save the word heresy for yeah. primary issues. Primary issues primary issues. And here's the thing this is what's gonna tick off a lot of people. Calvinism is not a primary issue. A correct understanding of the gospel is a primary issue. Mm-hmm. But I do and they would believe, say that's what
0: Calvinism is.
1: Yeah, and that is a <laughs> hyper-Calvinist statement that is not true. I do not believe that is true. Uh, yeah, I don't believe that's true, because I think that you can, you can, be, you can be inconsistent mm-hmm. in your beliefs, not fully understand theologically the implications of the truths that you say you believe in the gospel, and still yeah. be saved.
0: So, so let's, let's illustrate that. Um, let's take the atonement okay i have lots of brothers and sisters who more than that i at one time did not believe that the atonement was limited i believed in a i I wasn't a universalist but i believed that jesus died for everybody Mm -hmm. and that he died for every man woman and child period Mm -hmm. pull stop um so my old self when i believe that or my brothers and sisters who believe it now i i i think that is a wrong understanding regarding the uh scope and the intentionalities uh, of the atoning work of christ i think it's i I, I don't think it's correct are they heretics no
1: no and if you guys want more on that go back to our episode on limited atonement i think we did two on limited atonement actually you wanted three i think we only did two
0: um, Even though you complained about doing too. And
1: I didn't complain about it. you know, it are was you just I thought it was a little excessive. I, I might sniveled. have snivelled. I might have snivelled. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> so I wouldn't call them a heretic, but no. if someone said, you know what? I reject the penal and substitutionary aspects of the atonement. I don't think that Christ was punished for my sin, and I mm-hmm. don't think he was he suffered in my place. That's I would use so the H word. Yeah. To describe that perspective, right. and I would say if that if that perspective is carried out to its conclusions, that you have altered the gospel. Right. To right. I mean, so the whole heartbeat of how we can be reconciled to God and forgiven mm-hmm. is at the heart of penal substitutionary atonement. Yeah, that He died in our place yeah. and that He received our punishment.
1: Let's take let's take total depravity. Someone mm-hmm. can have an illogical or an incorrect view on how far the depravity and our sinful nature actually goes. Mm -hmm. And I believe still be saved. But if somebody is going to come up to me and say, I believe that salvation is based on my good works and my goodness, Mm -hmm. there's a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And though, and and in there is the difference. There is a difference between somebody saying, "I believe that my salvation is based solely upon the work of Jesus Christ, His grace. It's a free gift." But I believe that you know, there's, there's, you know, we, you know, you, you talk about free will, and and and, uh, and and there's, there's some good in everybody. It's like, okay, those are conversations that I think we can have. But uh-huh. but you, if you believe that salvation is based upon your work, and you yeah. earned it. Therein lies.
0: It's a different gospel.
1: It's a different gospel. So, and that's really what you have to ask yourself. Like, it always comes down to that with these primary issues. Does it change the fundamental truths of the gospel? Does it change the fundamental truths of who God is? Mm -hmm. Does it change the fundamental truths of who Jesus is? If the answer to that is yes, then I would say that's your barometer that tells you it's a primary issue. Now, the problem is you have a lot of people using that and being like, well, th- I believe this truth is essential. Therefore, it is a primary issue. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to define that.
0: Sure. Scripture and, and defines I, that. I know this is a drum we beat. We haven't beat it in a while. so It's we'll, been a
1: while, dude. Yeah, but...
0: We'll, we'll attack it, it right now. <laughs> it,
1: it, it was time for our re-up.
0: <laughs> but I think that um, one of the best... Um, I don't know what do you call it. I, remedies uh, for this kind of cage stagery or hyper-Calvinism, whatever you want to call it, pride is what the Bible would call it. Yep. Um, be engaged in a loving community of saints. Mm. The, these ideas really grab hold um, very firm. They've, they've, they've done it in all ages, but in a internet saturated world where you can go out and find a group of people who would agree with you, um, that's not good. No. But, but if you are with brothers and sisters, like, and I think it's one of the beauties of the local church, like, my brothers and sisters challenge me, and they keep me from getting weird and cra- weirder and crazier than I already am. Yes, I do. Uh, you and David and Devin try really hard. <laughs> and Mr. Worley. Really, I'll throw Mr. Worley really on that pile, too. Mr.
1: Worley. He they try to I, feel, keep- I feel like Mr. Worley is the most, like, sane out of all of us. <laughs>
0: No, okay. It's probably United. not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not wrong. <laughs> but love uh, you, Michael. Love you. We we try to keep each other on the straight and narrow. Yes, we do. And um and if and if any of us gets too, uh, kind of crazy, wild-haired,
1: yeah, cagey, yeah, you just like, hey,
0: bro, back that up. Yeah. Um. And so I think I think loving communities is going to be one of the strongest remedies. The other would be um a solid understanding of church history. Mm. And reading through, just how how theology travels through times and peoples and cultures, and um, when you realize some of the arguments that they've had in church history, you're kind of like, man, the things we fight and squabble over are really not that big by comparison.
1: Oh no, no, um, no! I mean, you here's the thing, you know, take all of the martyrs like read read the fox's book of martyrs if you have not read fox's book of martyrs it will wreck so good. you oh it's amazing it will wreck you though none of those people are dying for secondary issues that we are called to have unity on they are dying on. Hills. Can you imagine someone. Can you? Be like Why, why are was, you being burned today? Oh.
0: <laughs> I said it was grape juice in John two, not wine. <laughs> and I am standing by that. <laughs> hey, I know some dispensationalists that would be
1: burned for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just kind of going like, "No, okay."
0: Uh, uh, I yeah, mean, like, what? We, we can disagree, but wow. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: none of the, none of the martyrs are dying for, for secondary issues. They are all dying for the truths that we are called to not shake on the gospel or
0: the right to have a Bible.
1: Yes. The gospel, the word of God, the person of Jesus Christ. Yep. That's what it is. And then all of the theological implications, all of that, that is under that Mm -hmm. still important. I'm not Very saying important. it's not important nope. super but imp- like the more theology is the study of god the, if you want to learn more about god read his word and study theology sure. but it is not primary
0: no and i and i hope people if they're if they're listening to episode whatever this is they they i hope they know by now that we're not like reductionistic no we're like not. We're, we're confessional we believe in yep um being Reformed confessional, we believe in being, um, learned in the creeds and the catechisms. We love the body of doctrine that comes to us through the reformers and the Puritans and men and women of faith who've gone before us. Yep. We're not reductionistic, but no, um, we are saying that we need to be gracious, firm on the primaries, charitable on all of the secondaries, and um, and loving on. Well, in all of them, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and just, just some encouragement for our listeners as we kind of wrap this up. I think this will be kind of a shorter ep. Um, you will find so much blessing and so much encouragement in having this unity that we're talking about with your church. It is amazing um, the level of unity that comes when we are all focused and united on the same thing and when i when and what i'm talking about there is not not how we all interpret uh a different you know different theological aspects or different theological doctrines i'm talking about the gospel the person of jesus christ why we are unified and what brings us together it's not calvinism that unifies us it's not our theology that unifies us it's the blood of jesus christ that brings people together who otherwise would have no business being together that is amazing. That is incredible. And I can tell you from personal experience, because I've been on both sides of this. I think I've talked about it last night. I, I remember what it was like to be a raging, raging Calvinist. And it still it pops out. It still out. pops out. It still has to... Shut up, Daniel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 but I remember what it's like. Dude, dude you it, felt... You felt like Thanos when you put on the gauntlet. You just I, like, I ah, am
1: like inevitable. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's I'm how just, you Yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly. That's exactly perfectly balanced, as all things should be. And by Wait, balanced, you I mean everyone. <laughs> huh? No, dude. I when Vision died, I was wrecked, dude. Like that scene killed me in the theater. <laughs> that hurt so bad. Technically, and, that scene killed Vision. You know what, Daniel? and then half of everybody and then half of. sorry
0: spoiler spoiler alert if you haven't (laughs) seen it everyone dies um yeah i will say that i I had a conversation with someone um about this on sunday sort of uh we were just talking about the 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 beauty and the importance of having people in church that think differently than we do oh yeah that there's so much richness and depth and they can see our blind spots and we can see their blind spots. We're actually richer. Again, we're not talking on core doctrines, but there's actually a richer, healthier body mm-hmm. when you are not strictly theologically homogeneous, where it's just like everyone thinks the same way and there's no variance whatsoever. Like, do you mean homogeneous? Homogeneous. Homogeneous? Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that a word? Mm hmm. Homogeneous, I'm not gonna Google it. I'm gonna take your word for it <laughs> but like He's the guy meant, who's smart about like homogeneous like like milk <laughs> it,
0: I think we might be saying the same word that is spelled differently. <laughs>
1: I'm not Googling it. Go ahead. It's your thought.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not going to either. I'm going to let we, it run. We, but I know Mr. Worley's left eye is going to be like twitching. Oh uh, yeah. Well, he
1: can, he can pretty correct pretty you. I, you. I, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, no, 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 we, we need, we mm-hmm. need people who think different than us.
0: On that note.
1: On that note. Um,
0: what's your, uh, what's the Korean culture, man?
1: Dude, we're still uh, over zoom. I need I, to think. I, know, up, I just
0: wanted to hear you admit it.
1: I, you know what, <laughs> you know what, you know what? Um, why don't you just why not you just take a chill pill there? I actually think we've
0: done more episodes, I think, without Korean culture than with. So I, as a good Baptist, I'm going to cite tradition.
1: You know, tradition. Can't go back. Tradition be hanged. <laughs> tradition be we hanged. Can't go back. Homogeneous. No one,
0: no one misses Korean culture.
1: Oh, that's not okay. If you miss Korean culture, I'm scared to do this because I really at my in my hearts of hearts. Feel like you might be right. Uh, I'm gonna do Put it. Up if a you, pole. yeah, if you miss Korean culture, awesome. if we haven't done a poll in a while. That's a good idea. Okay, but uh,
0: no, I can help you craft it because no, no, you, no, 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 you, I sir, am the poll master. Uh, that's you, horrible. sir. You write, you write <laughs> polls like city councils write ballots on. The motion is not to not not endorse a group <laughs> right. that opposes. Yeah the provision of not yeah (laughs) dude you you here's what you did no i it was the guy with the glorious beard i
1: am innocent of your accusations that i fixed or rigged that pole dude you're bringing up some dirty laundry you are pulling this out of the weeds dude this this i thought we i thought we had gotten over this
0: no you never asked for forgiveness therefore i could forgive you (laughs) Oh, okay. You're gonna. Pull- <laughs> all right. Well,
1: ladies and gentlemen, uh, Daniel and I have some reconciliation that we need to do. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you all for listening. If you head on over to uh, RefPod at RefPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, um, we are on all of those. We update and interact with you guys there. Um, if you head on over to Patreon and support us, that would be fantastic. For the price, uh, for less than one cup of coffee a month you could support
0: or 20 bucks. If you want to go that way. I mean, or
1: 20 bucks, you could be, I mean, if it's <laughs> Starbucks, that's like, you know, a cup and a half a month. So yeah. you could support us and we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Head on over to iTunes and leave us a like, um, five-star review oh, and, and, and write a review, make it funny, make it humorous. Maybe if it's super humorous and super funny, we'll read it on there. Um, but we enjoy hearing what you guys think, um, questions that you guys have, reviews you guys have. We really appreciate you all listening. Thanks guys. <laughs> out. Bye.